Welcome back to Podcast Radio. I'm Andy. I'm Joe. And it's episode 40. Big four zero. I was thinking, you know, everybody makes a big deal about 50, but we can pull out a 40 for episode 40. Yes, we can. For our shorties. <laughs> yeah. we, could, we could dedicate this to our shouties. If nobody can see you right now, they can't, they're just, what does this guy look like? <laughs> this is great. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so I was thinking about um, sound and how it affects our uh, perception. It can help re- rehab your body, even heal your body, and how in the effects that it has just on our um things around us you know yeah yeah is what i was um looking at because so it'll be kind of like a goulash i don't really have like a targeted specific you know thing those are my favorite shows though yeah so if you want to cut up something throw it in there we pull it out (laughs) (laughs) pulling out of the stops (laughs) so um i went back and i was just looking at like churches and organs and churches remember they would have big church orders. it was like yeah. built into the building and i'm not pipes ta- and, yeah, yeah yeah and i mean like the old you know ones when they used to build a, a town around the church like that was the mm-hmm. the central place where everybody would go and um but what's interesting is a lot of those old churches were built over a water source so i'm like did that did they purposely do that? There's so many of them like that. And um, then I was thinking about, oh, you know, let's Indiana Jones. Remember in the last crusade where they go to that, um, they go to the library and it used to be a church. Oh yes. And then yes. they bust up the thing, they get down there and it's over mm-hmm. the old sewer system. And I was like, oh yeah, there's another even in, in the movies and stuff. But I didn't know if like there was a reason that they would, build a church over the water you know my thinking is just like did they realize that um certain sounds would affect the water they're drinking that water you know is it good for them and then i found a um article from a dr uh maroso emito and he has a new york times bestseller the hidden messages in water and one interesting thing he had is like pictures of water um, and what it looks like when you speak over it, like what a water, what would this be like a water? If you look at it under um, a microscope. microscope, yeah. Yeah. So just a little bit of water, what it looks like when you speak the word evil over it and look at how much difference it looks when you speak truth over it, like that's what the little, they look like little snowflakes. snowflakes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it affects the way the water looks like, thank you is a real pretty looking design. And then evil, or you make me sick. Like it, you say you make me sick and it looks like almost like a disease, you know, yeah, it does all the pores and stuff on it. Uh huh. And, um, if it'll let me, I'll add this, uh, hopefully this picture into the notes field so you can just click on it and look at it. But Dr. Zach Bush uh, talks about it and he said, water is the only known molecule that holds a memory. Study holy water. Tests have been performed. You can take one drop of holy water 
and put it in 70 gallons of water and measure an electrical shift in the 70 gallons of water. So he goes on to say, prayer before a meal can reshape the water within your glass or even your food. So we can change the water molecules with our words. Prayer is powerful. Bless your food. Wow. So, you know, everything you eat has water in it, whether it's a vegetable or, you know, meat or some kind. And so another reason to pray over your food is to change it into these molecules that you can clearly see under a microscope or don't change them at all. You know, what's interesting before um, I read this, I had already... So you might think I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, But but I got a prayer I I cut out from uh, a priest to bless water, and I put it on top of my Berkey. And so I pour water in there, and then, uh, like, normally I'll go home at lunch, and I'll get the coffee ready and stuff, and I pour another pitcher of water in there, and then I recite the prayer over that water to change it to a more um, healing water. So I'm like, I got a whole gallons of holy water at my house. So if you ever need some. Oh, yeah, definitely need some. You know, you run into a vampire or something, you can combine, you fill up, man. It's just my everyday life. (laughs) (laughs) I need some of this water. Yeah, don't hold back, man. Forget the 40. Bring me that water. Uh, Yeah. A 40 of water. A 40 of water. (laughs) For only (laughs) $19.95. Yeah, really. Contact us. Oh, man, I could start bottling it and have my own little uh, label on it and stuff like that. But wait, order now. And, and you'll get two photos. Two photos. Of your water. For your shoties. <laughs> <laughs> this is really cool. I've never heard of this aspect of it, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and you can even get a book uh, by the other guy. He has a whole book on water, and he's the one that... <clears throat> so the first doctor, he's the one that has actually looked at them all under a microscope. So Wow, that's he, mind-blowing. The Hidden Messages in Water is the name of the book by Dr. Amito. I'd like to come back and do a whole segment on just this. Oh yeah, for sure. That that'd be okay. I like a that. whole episode. So um, while I wasn't even looking for any information, I was um, farting around on Twitter or X, whatever they're calling it now, and I came across a pastor or no, he's a scientist. His name's Doctor Dino. Uh, don't. Hold that against him. <laughs> okay. Don't 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 hold him, the fact that he believes in mythical creatures. Um, <laughs> okay, we'll let that go on him. Okay, but he did bring up Sonic Bloom, and he's talking about Sonic Bloom. And uh, a farmer in Iowa discovered, hey, this certain sound, and it was like classical Beethoven music, something along those lines. He would put that up against his crops. And they grew quicker. Instead of like one um, stock of corn, he his stocks of corn, not only did they grow instead of eight feet tall, 15 feet tall and pumped out more corn. Um, squashes, instead of one squash, he'd get eight squash from a plant. If he, wow. if he played this uh, music over it and it was the, um, the frequency they were measuring, it was a certain frequency like Bach or Beethoven, you know, something something genius pleasing you know because you've heard about like uh talk to your plants and they'll grow you know we've always heard that but 
I always thought it was because of the uh, reverse of the oxygen and the uh, carbon dioxide. Oh, yeah. Or like your breath smells real bad, and so it's kind of like getting extra manure. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought of it that way. You're full of crap. (laughs) I wonder my plants are dying. Go see a dentist, Joe. Go see a dentist. No, they're they're, they're even richer and growing thicker. Oh, Oh, okay, okay. You you know, manure helps grow. I thought it was all so maybe your 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 breath is so clean. Mm, that's why they're dying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that um, another couple things that we've been to. Me and Christy have been to like the Hearst Castle and the Biltmore. So back to the church organs, <clears throat> and um, they in these mansions they have their own organs, just like in a church. I didn't know that. Yeah, like bo- both of them were in there. I didn't check and see if uh, Winchester Mystery House had it, because that's like a giant mansion too, but if she had an organ in there. So, yeah, which makes sense. And it was always in like a rest area, like in a den or a library or even uh, a dining room somewhere. So it's said that the idea that sound heals was a common knowledge back then, and that's why people would go to church. They had the right pitch. They would even set up the organ, the acoustics to fit perfectly for the church building, you know, because they're all different sizes and stuff. And people would go there and they knew that the sound, these sounds would heal their body or put them back in tune. Kind of like grounding, you know, people claim. Literally putting them back in tune. Right, back in tune. So uh, it seems like it was important enough, you know, back in the past that even the rich people, you know, they probably didn't attend church as much as, you know, the common folks. But even they had these organs in their houses and knew the healing effects of sound and seeing them firsthand in these, these mansions like in North Carolina is where the Biltmore was. They had one built in their house. And then um, also in the Hearst castle, you know, yeah, he, he had one, he might've had more than one cause there were so many tours to do on that. But the healing effects of, uh, of sound, I think was a lot, they really understood it back in, in a certain time. And since then it's been kind of lost, you know? Um, and then you, when you look at churches and the stained glass and the different colors of glass, there's some of those colors that you can't even replicate today because they had master glass makers that would uh, make those colors. And uh, uh, interesting thing about <clears throat> the stained glass is the Egyptians had healing houses and they would have, oh, okay, you suffer from this, go into the red house. And they would have red glass and they would go and sit there and the sun would come through the glass and heal them of whatever ailment. Oh, you got that? Okay, go to yellow. Just based off the colors. Colors. And they had them lined up with different diseases or ailments and you'd go in there and heal yourself. Wow. So that's another thing in the old churches and these old mansions that they would have these. It wasn't just, I don't think it was just for decoration. I think it was also for healing as well. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, and these, all these things go back to 
even ancient, more ancient times than just, you know, a hundred or 200 years ago. But I mean, it makes sense to me Mm -hmm. that, you know, yeah, let's forget these things. This knowledge is only for parasite class, you know, and, um, we can make more money by keeping you sick and needing to go to the doctor and being on pills for the rest of your life. And, you know, practicing do you on think your there's body. yeah there, is there any association you think with the dyes they put in food now that make people sick that's a good i never even thought about that but yeah the, i know that like red is hy- hy- hyperactive yeah. you know and different colors have an effect on your body but yeah that's a good that's another good thing to bring up yeah i bet you those dyes mm-hmm. do affect you in a negative way yeah, it, I mean, I thought you were ju- you were gonna jump in in song there for a minute. I was pausing. Oh, which one? Our song. Oh, colors, 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 colors. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much that goes with just even from spoken word, water, the life, the color. There's so many weird tie-ins to this. Mm-hmm. This is kind of this is very fascinating. So now, do you know what I always wanted to be when I was growing up? Did I ever tell you? Like what my number one thing was. No. Archaeologist. Well, yeah, I figured because if you're a big fan of Indiana Jones. Yeah, I think that's like probably why most of them are. So I was like, man, I want to be it. But uh, I was always interested in Egyptian stuff. Like, that's the coolest thing. You know, I do my term papers on that. So cool thing, the King's Chamber in the Great Pyramid, there's a John Stuart Reed. He's a archaeologist he's still alive today and you can probably pull him up and find him on a podcast somewhere but he did some sound experiments inside the king's chamber this is a great pyramid where there is no body entombed in there so they never used it as a tomb for to keep a pharaoh so the interesting things that he's found in there uh, in 1996 he was lying in the sarcophagus in the king's chamber and discovered that the sound that was absorbed by the sarcophagus was flexing, and he described it as every cell in his body came alive. Wow. So there is like a sarcophagus in there, and so it's believed that once they died, this was kind of a place where you would take the pharaoh and do a ritual and basically, you're um, sending them to heaven, you know, or to wherever their paradise was. Then they also have a queen's chamber when they discovered some of these weird um, vents and stuff. Yeah. he He's uh, speculated that it is very similar to a woman's um, internal organs and having a baby and the ovaries and everything like that. Yeah. So it's like a rebirth place for the for the pharaoh to go so wow i was like oh that i never even heard of that me either so anyways he's in there he he discovers whoa you know inside the sarcophagus it's it's flexing and it's capturing these sounds so he comes back later that same year uh, with sound recording equipment and he discovered instead of getting in the sarcophagus this time, which he did last time, he went ahead and put a recording speaker inside it. And as he did uh, his frequency sweep in it, he got a particular uh, hertz, and the sarcophagus started to beat like a heart. Wow. So it was like, boom, da, da, 
you know, just like a human's heart. So um, a lot of, there are Egypt, uh, Egyptologists now that call it a resurrection machine. They called the, the king's chamber a resurrection machine, and that's what they believed they believed it was. Like they'd get them in there, they would get this frequency going however they did that back then and um, <clears throat> got that heartbeat sound. And uh, then once that happened, then they would take them and go bury them in uh, like the uh, Valley of the Kings with all the other pharaohs. Wow. So... So they were. They, do you think they were simulating the beats per minute of a heartbeat? Yeah, I think so. Kind of slow you down, speed whatever you uh-huh. needed. Okay, okay. But I mean, they might have have already, you know, cut them open, filled them with all the, oh, okay. taken out their heart and everything, and oh, then okay. now they're doing a ritual. You know what I mean? Before they bury, because they would take the heart out, put it in a jar, and then their liver, put that in a jar, and then their kidneys, and they have them all preserved there. Oh, okay. And so it's believed. Uh, <clears throat> That they would they were doing this ritual to send them to, you know, whatever crossover, yeah, okay. whatever crossover they believed in. So now he returns a third time. This John uh, Stuart Reed, and his back is blown out, but he couldn't um, cancel on it because to go in there every time you have to have permission from government. The, the government. You have to have a government official with you, and you ain't getting a refund. You're not coming this time? Okay, no $20,000 back or whatever it is. Yeah. So his back is injured. After recording the sounds uh, audibly on the third time, the first time he went in there, he he um, figured out, holy cow, there's sounds inside the sarcophagus. The second time he goes in there with recording equipment and records it. The yeah. third time, now he wants to not only record the um, sound, but he also wants to record what the sound looks like on another machine. So this is cool. He goes in there with an injured back. After recording the sounds audibly, he now wants to record their visible signature. The first symbol that he records visually is cycling through his sound frequencies is the DJ pillar. So this is ridiculous. The pillar that he um, records, a picture of it, is a hieroglyph. Really, it is it is the hieroglyph for um, the like it's a pillar that supports. Yeah. After this, his spine is completely healed. He hasn't ever had any problems with it. But what's amazing is this hieroglyph, this picture of the it's D J E D. The D J pillar is a hieroglyph, and he recorded that hieroglyph sound. And I'm like, how did the Egyptians know this hieroglyph, what it looked like in sound? Yeah. So they- And what does it look like almost? What what was hurting on him? His spine. Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, this is, this DJ pillar, I'm sure I'm saying it wrong, the Egyptians- ancient egyptian symbol meaning stability what's your spine do stabilizes Stab- you. yeah yeah is a symbolic backbone of the god osiris oh that like that totally blew my mind i'm like yeah. so back then not only did they know the sound frequency but somehow they were able to see what 
that looked like, and then they made their hieroglyph after that sound frequency. That's cool. That's cool. Way ahead of their time. Wait, yeah. Like how much knowledge about sound that we don't even have a clue about? Oh, no. We have technology that breaks it down for us. But what, you know, um, that blows me away how they did that. Yeah. Anyways, that is just a little sampling. Like I said, that I, I, I got like reams of paper about sound and what it does. And we can, like you said, come back to it with the, of course. those other things with the dyes and stuff. But if you guys have any uh, questions or comments, just uh, send them to podcast13 at gmail.com. And uh, remember, we pulled out this photo for Christy and Angela, our shoulders. Cuts, cuts, cuts.